0: hey everyone i'm carolyn and i'm tiffany and you're listening to another episode of the disney download here at the disney download we'll be discussing the latest disneyland news along with sharing park tips and tricks plus we'll be sharing our opinions on everything in the disney universe so get ready to have some fun Hey everyone! Welcome to another episode of the Disney Download. Uh, we're really excited today because we have lots of fun news for you all, um, and we'll be sharing another fun topic. Um, we'll be talking about the Disney Live Action movies and all of our thoughts um, around those. But first, let's start with the news, per usual. Um, so this week we have um, an interesting piece of news. So. Disney is preparing to test a new method for Fast Passes at Disneyland, which will be super interesting. Um, This would get rid of the individual kiosks at the attractions, and it would have more of a central location. So instead of going around to different Fast Pass locations, they would all be in the same place. So they're going to start testing in Tomorrowland first. um, Over by Astro Blasters, Hyperspace Mountain, and Star Tours. They will be in front of the Tomorrowland Theater, where they normally show, like, the movie trailers and stuff. Um, So they'll start testing that on October 15th. Um, So instead of getting your Fast Passes at individual locations, like I said, you'll just be going to this one location, and you'll find everything right there. So it'll be interesting. There won't be any more paper Fast Passes, which we already weren't really using. They were linked up to our passes. So um, it'll probably save us some paper. Yeah, I think this is super cool. It sounds like it's going to be, they're going to put them in each land. So they're going to test it in Tomorrowland. And then if it works, I'm assuming branch out to like Fantasyland and then Adventureland. Um, And I'm assuming this has probably something to do with space and renovations and making more space for things, which I am all about anything they can do to make additional space that's not being taken up by, you know, fast pass kiosk and maybe it's because they're going to put them they're going to make those like more line queues and put something else there but i think this sounds really cool i'm interested to see how it goes i mean we all use MaxPass on our phone so anyone who has max pass you would need to do this but if you don't want to purchase MaxPass, um this could be a nice i wonder if they'll make you let you able oh my gosh i wonder if they'll let you make more than one fast pass at a time after this like at these centralized yeah. kiosks i can't see them doing that because they never have but i mean you never know they could they could be slowly like switching things up maybe at some point we'll get some magic bands hint hint disney hint hint um because that'd be I pretty cool yeah but i still don't think i'd like to make like reservations in advance for fast passes that's I guess if we could get a magic band system where we can still make our fast passes either like on our phone that day and then just use our magic bands or having to pull out your pass every time, like that'd be really awesome. Like a hybrid system so cool. of yeah. Disney world and what we have now. Cause I agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to make them in advance. That would suck. But this sounds really cool. I can't wait to see. I mean, I feel like Tomorrowland's getting a whole overhaul. It was literally surrounded by walls when we were there this past weekend, so I didn't go anywhere near there. Yeah, <laughs> It's be interesting. I'm excited. Should be it's fun. Days. I know. Well, by the time you listen to this, it will already happen. So anyone who tests it out, maybe we'll have to go like test it out to see uh, how they work. We'll have to do that too, since I'm not gonna be here. Uh, yeah. yeah. But speaking of walls, the Main Street Opera House uh, in Town Square is now under construction. It looks like it's getting a facade refurb, which is always nice. It's sprucing up Main Street, making it look pretty. There is no current news on when it is going to be complete, but more walls. So if you love walls, you can go hang out there. I'll probably hang to the left side because (laughs) this is not my favorite. We don't love walls. No, I really don't like them at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in
0: the world of renovations, um, they are preparing in Toontown for a new ride, um, which will be the Mickey and Minnie's Rail- Runaway Railway. Oh, my gosh. That is a mouthful. Um, oh, will open. I know. And that's going to open in 2022, so not for a while. Um, but while they start working on the ride, they're going to have some renovations over in Toontown, which started this week. Uh, with the removal of the hills so there are still the big hills that say toontown but a majority of them are gone as of right now so we'll see what else they choose to mess around with over there that, that kind of makes me sad hopefully they bring them back because i don't know yeah Not that you can see past the hills when you're down in toontown but they were always kind of a nice, like, setting and made you feel like you were in, like, a little town. And yeah, like and in An- An- Yeah, I don't know. There was something very quaint about them. So I do hope they bring them back in some capacity because I do like that. I did like that part of Toontown very, very much, and I would be sad to see them go forever. I agree. Agreed. So in some Galaxy's Edge news today, we got some... New menu items and also starting on October 21st. If you're planning a trip to Disneyland, to Batu, you can now have more flexibility with making reservations for Ogus Cantina, Sabi's Workshop, which is the lightsaber building and the Droid Depot. So you can now make those reservations 60 days in advance. So basically, like any other dining uh, reservation, you can do that online or through the app. Um, And they are also introducing some new food items. So starting on the 16th, there are going to be five new food items at Oga's Cantina. There's going to be a new charcuterie plate, which I don't really know how I feel about this charcuterie plate. It looks kind of funky, but I do, I love that Oga's is getting more like snack food options because the one they have, I've never tried it, but it doesn't look that good. So I'm excited that they're getting some things. And then if you like eating at docking day seven, they now have a garden patty bun. So it looks like a garden patty and like a bow type um, bread bun thing with an orange and carrots and some sauce. Um, There's also a new plant-based garden wrap at Ronto Roasters, which that actually looks pretty yummy. And then you can also get some pork rinds there. And we are getting a chocolate uh, with sea salt popcorn at uh, Cat Soto's Kettle for your birthday. Ooh, interesting! So I
1: that, know actually, that
0: they took out. Oh, sorry. I know they took out one of the menu items at um, Docking Bay Seven. They took out the garden loaf. Yeah, Um, that's probably what they replaced it with, I'm guessing. I was hoping they'd replace it with something gluten-free, but it doesn't sound like any of those things are. But um, I mean, maybe they'll come out with something later. Yeah, it does seem like the garden patty is the same as the meatloaf. I'm not sure why they replaced it, because the meatloaf actually looks really good. And the picture they have on the Disney Parks blog, it looks really kind of like bland and dull, this garden patty plate. Um, I probably would not get it, so I'm not sure what their reasoning for replacing that was, but, um, uh, based on the photos, the garden wrap at Rondo Roasters actually looks really good. Um, it's a plant-based sausage with spicy kimchi sloth and pickled cucumber, and then a guccijong, but I'm pretty sure that's how you say that. I probably mispronounced it um and then that's wrapped in a pita so that just sounds really really yummy and then actually this new chocolate popcorn with uh the red salt uh that actually sounds really really good that sounds really good because i like like sweet and salty together so I probably, when I'm back from my trip, I might actually go try this popcorn and maybe, because I've never actually had anything from Ronto Roasters, so I might actually go try the wrap as well, and we'll let you guys know what we think. Um, I hear the Ronto uh, wraps are really good, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I've heard the, the wraps are really good there. I've just never gotten them. I've never been in the mood for them when I go. Um, but obviously this like shark food replay it looks kinda like funky looking. I think they probably themed it specifically to look like Very Galaxy's Edge. But What's on the plate, can you tell? Um, it looks like like I can't tell like what kind of cheese. It looks like there's really only one type of cheese. And then there's like this spam looking type thing. Like the I think it's probably like their version of prosciutto, which looks pretty good. But then there's like sausage and mustard and these Chips and it looks like maybe like pretzel things and then just like one thing of like cheese, but it's sliced up really funnily and then like pickled vegetables. I think is what it looks like. So it basically says a selection of cured meats, artisan cheeses, pickled and preserved rations and crackers. So it sounds kind of funky. I'm not sure I would enjoy that. My personal favorite place to get a cheese board is at the Wine Terrace in DCA. So. I would likely skip this in lieu of the other one, and also there's no pricing on any of these here on the food I'm blog. To but I'm, Oh, probably it's probably at least the at least the price of the one at Carfay, which is like eighteen, uh, and the one at the Wine Terrace is like ten or twelve bucks. It's a little, like it's a lot cheaper and basically the, wine the same wine thing. Has better drinks too, in my opinion. But I mean, if you want that <sighs> canteen food, you do it. You yeah. If, you are all about that Star Wars life. And just, like, just looking at the picture, I know, like, I know me, and this is not this is not a Carolyn cheese board. So I would personally skip this uh, just because I know I wouldn't enjoy it, and I'm not about getting food that I don't enjoy. I mean, sometimes, obviously, you get things like, that looks really good, and then it's not that great. But this, I can kind of tell it's it's not my thing. So, um, again, there's no pricing on the article, but I'm assuming once these items are in the park on the 16th, you'll be able to see the pricing on the app. Um, And I'm assuming it's equivalent to what everything else is currently priced in uh, at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So thanks for tuning into the news, guys. We are going to come back in just a second and talk about uh, all of the Disney live action movies that have recently come out and our opinions on all of them. And we're back and we are excited to share with you guys all about the Disney live action movies. Carolyn and I have made this our homework assignment to watch all of the recent live action movies that have been released. Um, And that's not... Including movies that are continuations. So they're all just remakes of the original animated features. So not Mary Poppins, not Peach Dragon, not anything like that, but we're just talking straight up live action remakes. Yeah, like Disney classic animation that has been reimagined, brought back to the screen. For a new retelling of the tale so I think what we should do because I have ordered my list from like obviously my favorites mainly favorite so why don't we start with our least favorite and then we'll go through mm-hmm. so um I think movies, we had the same least favorite did we 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 probably do but hold on I'm gonna count one two three four five six seven eight okay so there's eight and Um, Of the movies that we have, you're going to have Cinderella, The Lion King, Maleficent, Alice in Wonderland, The Jungle Book, Dumbo, um, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast. So those are the movies we have to choose from. So let's start with our least favorite, and then we'll talk about why, and we'll see where we match up and where we uh, differ on this. So your least favorite, so the one at the very, very bottom of the list, Tisk, what is yours? Dumbo it was Dumbo it was Dumbo mine is also Dumbo so uh why is Dumbo your least favorite I I don't know I just like I'm not into Dumbo in the cartoon really either um so wasn't like super excited about it to begin with and then just re-watching it it was Depressing, first of all, everyone was so mean to all the circus workers in and, and Dumbo, and I just i don't know it made me sad, anyway. yeah, i mean i so anyone who knows me fairly well knows that Dumbo and I uh, are not on speaking terms, the animated version um i don't like the pink elephant dream it terrifies me oh. i have no idea why so like i think dumbo is as a character he's adorable like it's a cute story but like i have not watched the animated classic in years and literally almost had a heart attack the one time the pink elephant scene came on a phantasmic and i didn't know it was coming um do i do scare you no, no, H- no Hufflepuff is fine. I don't know. something about the pink elephant dream. It's like an acid trip. I don't know. It's scary. Um, and so I really wasn't excited when they announced Dumbo was coming out. And I was like, okay, it's Tim Burton. Like, I enjoy Tim Burton. Maybe I'll give this a try. Didn't see it in theaters. And then I had a friend who saw it. And she's like, Dumbo's the cutest. She's like, the pink elephant dream doesn't happen. I was like, okay, cool. I think I can watch it. Um, first of all, I... I almost didn't finish the movie because of I don't do well with the mistreatment of people and human, like people and animals. That's what I meant to say, people and humans are the same thing. Um, and so, the, probably the first like thirty minutes of the movie with like the characters being mean to the animals, and then just, like people being mean to Dumbo and to each other. And I was like, I'm like, literally, you all are just little jerks. I want to punch you in the nose. Dumbo's the cutest thing that ever existed. Like, you're all evil. Um, And so getting through that part was really tough. And then the pink elephant dream was still there. It wasn't a dream. It was a whole, like, circus show. And so that freaked me out. And I think I was just so upset by the nest of, like, my emotions I just don't, I just, I wouldn't watch Dumbo again because I do find it very upsetting. And I understand the, the point they were trying to make with showing what they did and how like they were treated and, you know, the story arc they had, but I just didn't think it was a compelling enough story to kind of no. like, get me past my emotions that I was feeling and feeling so upset about all that. Um, so yeah. like, if you love Dumbo maybe you do love this, but this is definitely probably not one I'll watch again. This is my new motto that I think I stole from Amy Poehler. Mm -hmm. And it's good for her, but not for me. And that's how I think about this movie. Good for you if you like it, but it's just not for me. Yeah, and like, I wish that I could love this movie more, because I think like, I think the family is cute and like where they were going with that was really cute. And Dumbo's adorable. And like, I love that he gets to back with his mom at the end and they're all doing their circus thing. Like, I think I liked where it ended, but getting there was really tough and really hard. There's a and... part that Gil and I took from the movie that we just can't stop saying, which is kind of funny. Cause neither of us liked the movie, but um, there's this part where they're, I'm pretty sure they're like beating Dumbo. And the man comes in, he's like, Stop it. He's just a baby. And now we always say that about our dog. And we're like, Stop it. She's fine. She's just a baby. <laughs> we're always saying that. But uh, we still didn't like them. <laughs> yeah. Detailed. Yeah, no, it's just, it just wasn't there. She's just a sad little baby. All right. Do so, number I know. It's so horrible. All right, so that's number eight on our list. So moving up to number seven, Alice in Wonderland for sure. See, that was my. That's my seven as well. And like, it's not because I don't think I don't like the movie, because again, I do. I like Tim Burton, and I love the Burtonesque ness of Alice in Wonderland. But I think it's just so hard to follow because. Like, I hadn't watched it in a very long time, and literally half of the film, I felt like they were talking gibberish, and then I realized when I, like, wikipedia it, I was like, it's literally like they're talking gibberish. Like, I don't think you're supposed to understand half of the things that they're saying, but it's just so hard to watch the movie because you can't understand what they're saying. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't understand the plot. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the plot Once you like, I mean, I had to go read Wikipedia, which I don't, if I have to go read Wikipedia for a movie, I'm like, this is not the greatest movie, in my opinion. Um, like, and, it, it, like, I think it frustrates me, because I really love that version of the treasure cat. He's, like, so, like, cool and creepy looking, and I just love it, and, like, I love the world Tim Burton created, and I think it looks, like, it just looks so cool, um, but again, and I don't know, it's just like kooky, yeah. those were yeah.
1: My
0: favorite, yeah. So it, it sits above Dumbo, but you know, it's still not as good as the other ones. All right, so moving on to number six. You go okay. Mine was the jungle book, so was mine i'm sorry i'm not copying your list but i really it's not it's not doing it i get it i think this the the one after this is where we'll start till you'll see a little bit of differences um i think the jungle book is super cute i like a lot of the acting it's a cute story i don't really remember the original uh all that much but i remember it's, it's a very different um but when i'm looking at them it's not one to be like i really want to watch the jungle book again like i actually love the jungle book like it's good and i love all the cgi i love all the animation i love all of that the voice acting's great it's just i don't know it doesn't hit that like emotional home run for me which is why i think it sits a lot lower on my list mhm i just thought it was kind of boring and i'm not really into jungle book In the first place again, so just stop making movies that I don't like. (laughs) Make interesting movies, Disney. (laughs) Gee, they will, but just not these three. These three are just my least favorite. All right, okay, I got it. All right, so now on to number five. What was your number five? Um, uh, don't hurt me, Cinderella. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> why don't you like Cinderella? Um, I do or why like is it Or why is it number five? <laughs> I do like Cinderella. There were just ones that I liked a little bit more. Um, I do like the whole message, and I do like the um, Have Courage and Be Kind and the story behind it. I just thought that it was a little bit more um, an exact telling of the story, and I know there were some different things. I guess there were a few things that they added. Um, but it just I liked it. It just wasn't my number one favorite. So has someone has to be number five. <laughs> someone has to sit there. All right. You're not gonna agree with my number five, but it is maleficent. No. I, I know. But and it's not because it's like bad, but it's just when I put the other move like it's the other one's just it just hit home more for me. And like I do really like how they retold her story um and like you understand and like she's not an evil villain like you know she's had like some really horrible things happen to her and I think like I like the story but I think it, it moved a bit slow for me in places um and I don't know the king was just kind of like a eh, eh, villain like obviously he's not your traditional villain which i'm fine with a non-traditional villain um but he wasn't like an exciting villain either um and i think I i'll Wool i think i'll end up liking mistress of evil a bit more but i think this was a good like foundation and i also for some reason i really loved her like bird that she would turn into a human and then turn him into other things i think he was mm-hmm. too, part of the movie but again it's not that this movie like sucks it's just it's just kind of middle of the road for me and it really a lot of times the movie has to hit home emotionally for me for it to be in my like save. And it didn't hit home emotionally, but it's still I think it's it's really good. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. We're probably like opposites on that 'cause yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Um the next I would say is probably the Lion King for me. Oh um, back on the same page again. Yeah, I just like loved the cast. So I thought that was really good. But at the same time, I just didn't like that the characters didn't show a lot of emotion because they are an animal. So they, there's only so much they can do with it. And then I also felt weird about Beyonce. I uh, know, mm-hmm. uh, please don't hate me, people. But <laughs> I just, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. But uh, at the same time, I just felt like she was like more powerful than Nala as a character like she was so good and i just can't i had a hard time putting the two together yeah i I think just i mean i'm fine saying it i'm not gonna apologize. like beyonce beyonce is talented i like i agree with everyone that she is talented she is amazing she can sing she does her thing it's amazing i personally do not love beyonce it's not because i don't think she's not talented i don't know there's just something she just doesn't resonate with me, which is fine. Like, um, I didn't think she was well cast. I think the supporting cast was a lot better than the mm-hmm. lead cast, which is so weird. And I think was when I was watching Beauty and the Beast last night, um, I realized it even more. It's like when you are doing a film like The Lion King, where you are solely relying on the voice talent to emote mm-hmm. the emotion. If the voice talent isn't bringing it, then you're not feeling it for the character. And the supporting cast, I thought, did such a phenomenal job of bringing it. Um, and the leads, I just didn't feel like there were times it was like, oh gosh, that was just that that was weak. Ooh, yeah, <gasps> okay. And just um, like Seth Rogen was like really random, but I really loved Donald Glover, so I was happy with him in that role. But Seth Rogen was—he
1: was really funny, but it
0: was just so random. See, I felt the opposite. I felt Donald Glover was there times like I I wanted that to be like, and he was, he was, like it was just a bit flat. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. like I and I I love Donald Glover, and I was just like I I just wanted like more from some of the characters. Um, and also I was super pissed about Be Prepared, I was, like, literally probably my favorite villain song, like, I think ever. the part that got me, though, on that movie was when um, Mufasa died, and Simba. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that, I was, did try at that point, oh, but that was, and maybe should have been, I don't know, further down on my list, because I really didn't love it, but I didn't hate it, so it was pretty neutral. Yeah, again, for me, it's, like, kind of, like, maleficent. like, it's good, there's good, there's bad, like, it didn't hit home as emotionally as I wanted it to, based on the original, like, honestly, like, Billy Eichner and, uh, I don't know, the guy who does the late night show, like, they were some of my favorites, like, there were, there were some good twists in it, but I think the thing that I realized with a lot of the films that are, like, lower on my list is they, they didn't put, like, cool spins on things. So, yeah, that's my number four, Lion King. That's pretty good. So now on to our top three. What is your number three? Um, My number three is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. What's yours? Aladdin. Okay. Um, <laughs> mine was Beauty and the Beast because I just wasn't a huge I mean, I liked it. I don't know. I just think these live-action things aren't really my thing normally. I don't know. Um, I just love the originals. I did like that they added the extra Broadway songs, so that was really cool. The mm-hmm. costumes freaked me out a little bit with the, like, potted faces. Um, but oh, I, see I like love that role. You mean Emma Watson? Sorry. Emma Stone. <laughs> 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 so many Emmas. Yes, Emma she's Watson. <laughs> she's Corella DeVille. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll talk to Beauty and the Beast about Beauty and the Beast when we get to it um, on mine. But I put Aladdin as my number three. I, I, my top three are really hard because I really actually love them all a lot. Um, Aladdin, I, I love the casting except for Jafar, which is I think why I have it as my number three. I felt he was the only weak spot in the film. And I understand what they were trying to do with his story but it just didn't really hit home for me. I loved how they changed Jasmine's story. I I loved the elements of the original they kept, but I also loved, and this is one of the things that I'll talk about just kind of overall. I really love, like, from the animated classics, like, they took a character like the Sultan who was kind of like a, I'm just a dumb dad, like, like and they, they gave them depth, too. Like, they... They still kept a lot of the humor and the funness um, with the characters, but they also, you know, made them, like, realistic in real life because Sultan's not going to be, like, a dumb person who just plays with toys. Like, no offense to the original and how they portrayed the Sultan. But I, I liked those updates a lot to it, and I loved, like, the styling is beautiful. Like, just the whole film was stunning. I loved it. It makes me cry. I think it's amazing, but I think Jafar as the villain, they could have made him more like he was in the cartoon and it would have probably been a little bit higher on my list. Hmm. Yeah. Alright. So down to top two. Top two. Alright, do you want me to do my number two? Yeah. Okay. This was actually really hard when I was watching Beauty and the Beast last night. I was like, oh, how do I pick? But Ultimately, Cinderella is my number two, and I'll talk about it when I get to my number one. Um, but I, disclaimer, I don't love the original Cinderella. I think people can hate on me because I'm going to say this. Like, honestly, the princesses before, like, Tangled, I don't know. Any of the princesses who, like, rely on a man, especially, like, Snow White and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty who, like, literally just like run around and like cry and like rely on their fairy godmothers. There's nothing, (laughs) nothing wrong with them. I just don't personally like resonate with them. And so I really loved the updates they made to Cinderella. I thought they changed the story. They kept like the vein of the story of like Cinderella, but then they also, I felt they made her much stronger. They made, uh, the character of the prince and Kit so much better. And, I mean, I, I love Richard Madden. He's like, I can't even. Um, so I just love that he was cast as a prince in a Disney movie. Um, and Kate Blanchett was just, like, such a good villain. Like, the casting overall in that film was just great. So I really loved it my number two. That was really hard to pick. But yeah, I really I really like the new Cinderella. And that's a lot because I don't like the original Cinderella. So that's funny. Um that's part of why I liked Maleficent. And that's funny because we swapped our five and our two. Um <laughs> but Maleficent is my number two. Um because like Carolyn, I didn't love Sleeping Beauty. I always thought it was a little bit boring. It's just not It's just such a classic tale, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, and so I love the twist that they added, and that's why I think I have a hard time with the live actions because I felt like Maleficent really kind of changed the story and showed all of that background behind who Maleficent was and why she did what she did, and I, I wish they would do that with more of the live actions that they're coming out with, kind of show a different side to the story because we've all heard the stories and we've all seen – um the animated films and so it's just this a lot of them are the same thing over and over to the T. And that's what I thought about the Lion King. It was just the exact same thing. And so that's why I love Maleficent. And plus Angelina Jolie as Maleficent is a goddess. I just love you her. know she's queen. I do. I think I think this next one I probably will like a little bit more. And I feel like Maleficent will, is one of those ones that I might have to like watch a few times and because this was really my first viewing of it I think I think a lot of times it's like when you see the sequel and you go back and watch the original, it's like oh okay, like now it's the continuation of the story and like it just like fits a little better in a sense. So I'm I'm really excited to see the new one. Um, oh, me too. I'm nervous okay. that it's not going to stay up to my standards because I just to hold molestia so high in my heart so i'm like we'll <laughs> see I'm, but that's the positive having a lower on my list i have less expectations <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right and now for our number one do you want to go first or do you want to go first you go first okay my number one is beauty and the beast um i really really love this one beauty and the beast is probably my favorite disney princess movie um at least from like my childhood there's so many it's really honestly hard to pick but I was so so excited when they said they were doing this one it was the one probably I was most excited actually to see in the theaters and it it still hits the top of my list even rewatching it last night um I thought they did such a wonderful job of bringing the world like they just just do a good job in general but the world was just so aesthetically like beautiful and it's like gosh this is actually what it would look like and I think one of my favorite things about Beauty and the Beast is because when I went to see it originally there were so many questions as an adult it was like wait it went from snowing to now this but what about this like why don't the townspeople remember remember and literally every single question that I at that I said in my head or out loud when I was watching the animated version they answered in the film and I was like I just I love that so much, and I love that the like the supporting characters like Mrs. Potts and Lumiere and Cogsworth and they all just got like a bit more depth in it. And like with this again, like these household objects they don't really emote, but the voice acting is was just so good behind it that um, there wasn't a performance that I didn't love. Luke Evans as Gaston is literally so good. Like I I love. I love the Gaston song in this movie. And then literally the part at the end where all of the household objects are like, they go to being actual household objects. I cry my eyes out every time I've seen this movie probably like 15 times and I still like (laughs) lose my freaking mind. And I'm like, I'm like, I know what happens. They're totally fine. Like they all come back and turn into people. Like, why are you an emotional mess? And so I don't know. Beauty and the Beast just really hits home for me on probably every Disney level. And I don't know. I love all the additions they made. I love Emma Watson. I love Dan Stevens. I literally just love everything about this movie. There's, like, not one thing that I can say that I dislike. It was pretty good. Beauty and the Beast is my my favorite cartoon movie. It's so good. All right. What's your number one? Um. So my number one was Aladdin. Um. I don't. I didn't expect it to be. Honestly. Um. I thought it. All this time I was like, "It's maleficent. Nothing's going to top that." But um, I've seen Aladdin like ten times. So, um, like a bajillion in theaters and a bunch since we bought the DVD. Uh, I just really loved Will Smith. He's like my old man crush next to John Stamos. Um We have the same birthday, in case anyone was wondering. Um, and he's exactly twenty five years older than me, so it's fun. Um, but yeah, he was just—I loved him in that role. I thought he brought a lot of character. I was nervous because I didn't think anyone could really top Robin Williams, um, and I was also surprised at myself too because *Beating the Beast* was—is my favorite animated film and a lot is a little bit further down on my list but i just really loved all of the colors the dances the music the acting i just loved all of it all of the new songs that they added i thought were fantastic and i loved like carolyn said earlier the storyline with jasmine who wanted to become the sultan and really just be more than they made her in the animated film Mm -hmm. i really loved that so i don't know there wasn't anything i didn't like i mean Jafar probably could have been better cast, but it wasn't a big deal breaker for me. Um, I just loved the whole thing. It was so good. well, and I think too because like Luke Evans and Kate Blanchett both do such great like they're just so good as Gaston and Lady Tremaine but it's like for me that was like the one thing where it was like oh I just wish Jafar was more like Jafari I don't know like from the movie. It's just so hot, I thought he was hot. He was a little too hot. Too far. Oh, oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah like he was just—I don't know. Like he, he could have been uglier for sure. <laughs> he could have been more like—I think the word I'm like because he turn he, he, he like turns into a snake in the movie. He could have been more like snaky and like slimy feeling. Like yeah, just I a little. Yeah, just a I little, think little bit more villain energy there. there. Hmm. I could see that. Um, The other thing I loved was the beginning, like intro, and then how they Mm. tied it back together and end. Mm Because the first time I watched that, I was like, "Okay, like why is Will Smith here?" And then at the end, you're just like, "Oh, I I get it, I get it now." And I also (laughs) think that I love with Aladdin and a lot of the newer ones too, is they find ways to like bring you into the story in a slightly different way, like. Yeah, it is, like, similar or, like, close to the same. But, like, with Aladdin, they, like, jumps you right into, like, the bizarre scene and then being together right into, like, one jump as opposed to, like, setting up the whole, oh, Jasmine's escaping and, like, she Aww. wants to be free. Like, I really love they just got, like, they were, like, this is the point. This is what we want to do. So then you have time and freedom in the at the rest of the story to do other things that are a bit more creative. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the jam scene in yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, and I, that, think that's, I think that's the last one. I'm sorry, go on. No, the jam scene in Aladdin still makes me laugh, I say. But, like, and Aladdin makes me laugh. <gasps> yes. Like, you know, jam. Love it. All the jams. I was, like, I literally relate. Jam jam. Yam jam. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. He's no, got jam Yeah. I think that's why I love my top three so much because I felt like the three that I liked the most did have a little bit more flair in them. Like Beauty and the Beast did have some other songs that I really enjoyed and like Mm -hmm. um, Aladdin is the same thing. They like added to it and Maleficent, of course, is like completely different. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why because I'm sick of hearing the same stories over and over. Yeah, and that's one of the things with Beauty and the Beast too that I like a lot is, They kind of had it in the animated where they, like, connect over the books, but they definitely, like, built that, like, and it was more like, oh, like, you know, because he's kind of, like, you know, snobby a little bit and, like, you know, they, like, found this, like, mutual connection, and she, like, softened his heart, and, like, they read books together, and I don't know. I just thought that was, like, a really cool, cute addition. And I also loved knowing more about her mom, and that was that scene always gets me when they go back to Yeah, that, that was cool. The Windmill in France, and, again, with the dumb dads. Like, Kevin Klein is such a good dad in it. He's not like the dumb old Maurice. Like, you know, not anything <laughs> bad with how Disney did dads in the animated ones, but they're or like, they're kind of, them. yeah, I mean, they love to kill off parents. <laughs> Cinderella. No parents. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I, just, I like that they gave a lot of them more, like, depth and backstory, and I think that's where the ones that are more on the bottom of my list like, failed a little bit. Like, in Dumbo, mm-hmm. specifically, like, the little girl, she's like, I want to be a scientist. But then it was like, they never really went anywhere with it. And so it just kind of, like, fell. Yeah, bad. and that's what I feel like, too, I can't identify with it. And, like, with Cinderella, I enjoyed that they added, like, the little life lessons where they said, like, have courage and be kind because that was something I remembered and took with me in my everyday life. And, like, some of the other movies I felt like I could relate to, except I didn't relate to Dumbo or Alice in Wonderland at <laughs> so yeah. yeah and Melissa Finn is coming out Mistress of Evil not the first one Ooh. I cannot wait for that and then we get next year is Mulan which looks really good actually I think that's going to be one where they interpreted the story in a completely different way mm-hmm. and I think it's going to I hope so I hope I like it I mean the, from the footage that we saw at D23 I feel like it Takes the the core of the Mulan story and the heart of it, but presents it in a much more realistic, like obviously less cartoony, but more of a I don't know, like I know everyone's like harping on it not being a musical, but I don't think that's the point of it. Um, I'm drawing well, a blank on it the wasn't a musical. No, no, it wasn't. Um, but like I I guess Sleeping Beauty did have music. Um while well, people are upset because like they're not gonna sing I'll make a man out of you which is fine. It's okay. Yeah. It's a different story. Right. But I think it's I think the way that the director's telling the story of Mulan, I think it's going to resonate on a lot of levels with a lot of people. Um and I'm very excited to see that one. And then I oh, they cast you little do. they're casting Little Mermaid, so that's coming. Which that's gonna I wonder what they're going to do with that. I'm pretty excited. I'm a little nervous that it's going to be a little too much CGI, but I guess we'll see. Maybe they're testing it out on these earlier films and they'll keep getting better. I mean, honestly, CGI is pretty amazing nowadays. Yeah. They, yeah, (laughs) complete, like, side road. But I'm like, you know the, the Quantum Realm suits for Endgame? Oh, yeah, those were all CGI. Those were completely CGI. I look at them every time, and I was like, no, it's not. It's not. They're wearing those. It is all That's CGI. so true. So, like, honestly, nowadays, if you have bad CGI, it could have been avoidable because they made suits, suits in Endgame for everyone through CGI. True. That is and a that, good point. And that is all I have to say on that. And also if wow. Disney has bad CGI and it's like, um, you should go find out who Marvel uses because they know what they do. <laughs> I, you guys are in the same I company. See, <laughs> so true. I did see Gemini Man this weekend, which has Will Smith, my man crush. And um it had some not so great CGI of uh, Will Ooh. Smith as like a twenty year old. And I was like, oh, is butchered but again like marvel does it so well (laughs) (laughs) basically i can make any point seriously using a marvel Marvel movie um but was it a good movie though did you like it uh well okay it was okay kind of sounds like my thoughts it wasn't a disney movie we'll say that (laughs) <laughs> it was not a Disney movie. I know. I go see movies that are not Disney movies, and I just end up being, like, disappointed and sad. And then I'm like, can Disney I know. My them? friends are all like, you know, it's okay. My friends are like, you know, it's okay to not watch a Disney movie. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's not. Like, but then I feel sad and depressed and go home and watch Disney movies anyway, so. Yeah. And I hate it, so. <laughs> And, like, it's better to just live in in the fantastical world of Disney than to watch a movie and be like, well, that sucked. I'm going to Oh, that was okay, I guess. (laughs) I know, right? People are like, what did you think? And I was like, do you want my honest opinion? (laughs) It wasn't a Disney movie. I'm just such a fan, girl. (laughs) I only have one love, and it's Disney. Did you hear that, I guess, Sony's mm. remaking Cinderella? I did hear that. It should be interesting. Yeah. I just, again, Disney just made one. Like, do we need 25 versions right. of Cinderella? And I mean, didn't they remake The Jungle Book too? and it wasn't meh? Yeah, that was on Netflix. I didn't watch that one. But I heard it Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I understand everyone wants to be creative, but we just had one. And then the only other version, live action version that I accept of Cinderella is Ever After. And that's because it's literally like a real life telling of the Cinderella story. And it's perfect. And I love it. If you've never seen it, you should go watch it. Mm, I don't think I've seen it. So I should. Oh, my gosh. It is so good. It has Drew Barrymore in like the height of her like Drew Barrymoreness, and it's just oh it's just so good and Leonardo da Vinci is like her fairy godmother and oh and Angelica I think there's a lot of Cinderella's Angelica. out there <laughs> there no there are a lot and Angelica Houston plays her her stepmother oh. oh and she's just so good as like the evil stepmother we need to have a girl's and watch this because it's, <laughs> it's literally one of my favorite movies should just watch all the different Cinderella movies and decide which one is this <laughs> Like the one with Brandy, I love that one. Yes, we should do that. We should find out all of the versions. I also there was one that I watched. I don't know why I remember this because I'm pretty sure I was like ten and half asleep. But it was called Cinderella, and it's this old like black and white movie, but it's gender bent. So instead of Cinderella, it's a dye. So That's why it's called Cinderella. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like we need to yeah. find all of these and have a Cinderella movie night. Yeah, I think so. I think that's gonna be next. We should do an episode comparing all the different Cinderellas. I like that idea. <laughs> Let's put that one on the books. <laughs> yeah, I think that was uh, a good list. Yeah, I mean that's all. We are we were at number one. So unless there's yeah. A zero no we'll come back and maybe do <laughs> an episode on the continuations. like maybe we'll do something on mary poppins pete's dragon and winnie the pooh and all those but yeah i think that's another fun. episode and obviously i mean we can't do it right away because i have to come back and see the movie but we can give you guys a little Recap or review of what we think of *Mistress of Evil* when it comes out. Just stay tuned for that. Yeah, I have high expectations, and Carolyn has low expectations. So we'll see. <laughs> no, no, it's not that you don't have low expectations. <laughs> I, I just expect it to be good. So because *Melissa* in, in my mind is just like it's a good movie, like it's not like, it's not like it's my favorite and it's not like, I'm like, this one's going to be like so awesome. Like, honestly, like frozen two is going to be the one that I'm like, I'm like, my expectations Mm. are so high at this point. I was like, don't let me down, please don't let me down frozen. So, but Maleficent, I'm like, I feel like I'm really going to enjoy it, but I feel like it's one of those ones where it's probably like Aladdin. Like I went into Aladdin being like, okay, I really feel like this could suck, but it could really be good. And I loved it. So I just don't know which way Melissa's Mistress of Evil is going to fall. So we'll let you know in a few weeks. We'll find out. It. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Disney Download. If you want to stay up to date on all of the park happenings, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Diz Download subscribe to the disney download on itunes or spotify and if you loved this week of the disney download be sure to leave us a review on itunes or spotify we hope you have a magical day and we'll see you next week for another episode of the disney download